Well, welcome to the Deeper Dive podcast. Each week we take a deeper look at the text we covered in worship on Sunday, and we do that by discussing things like historical settings, literary contexts, the way others before us have read the text, and our reflective approach to reading that same text. This podcast is a part of Calvary's Daily Connection, a place where Calvary shares something new each day to help you grow in faith. So we hope you check that out through Calvary's app or by going to connectwithcalvary.org slash dailyconnection. Well, today on the podcast, we're uh, finishing up on Psalm 86, a two-part uh, kind of uh, a look at that. And so uh, let's let's jump right into it. We've got some places to go here. Uh, yesterday morning, um, one of the verse, one of the places in Psalms 119 that I went was uh, 119, 10, and 11. And I'm not sure that, uh, in fact, I'm probably sure after some conversation, I did not get uh, make the same comment in, in all three services. In 10 and 11, it says, I seek you with all of my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Uh, at least in one, maybe two of the services, I used the uh, illustration from 1 Corinthians 10, 13 as an example that uh, when I was in Bible school as a kid, much to my chagrin, uh, they literally uh, encouraged us to death to memorize Scripture. But that's one of the Scriptures that I memorized that has been the most helpful to me and sustaining to me over the years to keep my heart right with God. And uh, that uh, Scripture... uh, says uh, this, and I'm reading from the NIV. I, I learned it in a, in a different translation, but it says, uh, no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you're tempted, he will also provide a, a way out so that you can uh, endure it. Uh, in different translations, some use trials, some use temptations. Uh, but that's been just a meaningful verse. And if you go back up uh, preceding that verse for a moment, uh, uh, Paul is speaking here about the children of Israel and some of the things that they did that uh, uh, that just didn't please God. And now these things occurred as an example to keep us from setting our hearts on evil things as they did. That's making reference to when they were in the desert, uh, the things that uh, after God delivered them from Egypt, um, the struggles they had uh, in terms of the idolatry, in terms of uh, some of the kind of sinful things, in terms of the constant complaining and whining, at times even wanting to go back to Egypt. And here at this church at uh, Corinth, um, Paul's writing to these folks uh, not to get caught up in those same evil things because Corinth was a city that uh, was given to lots of gods. It was a city given to lots of different varieties and forms of of worship. And uh, he was just uh, warning them not to fall into those traps uh, so they would be, um, in some ways, suffer some of the same same consequences that the children of Israel suffered. Well, sure. And the, the Corinthian church, I mean, is legendary for its, um, <laughs> well, for its pushing of boundaries and uh, kind of its like haughtiness on being on the wrong side of that boundary. Mm-hmm. So not only did they did they try to stretch what was kind of acceptable, but they saw being on the wrong side of that as somehow uh, noble. And um, Paul's really quick to, <laughs> to mm-hmm. go... No, that is not not a good thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's really, I mean, it's it's very similar to that. Um, 
you know, what you were talking about yesterday in terms of uh, pride in the heart, haughtiness of the heart, Mm -hmm. um, that's very much in play, you know, in the Corinthian church. And I mean, it takes at least two letters, you know, that we have Mm -hmm. to kind of (laughs) address that right away. And if you read the first parts of those letters, you know, that's Paul spends a lot of time dealing with specific issues that are very much tied to that. Well, and when you look at the culture in which that church was set, um, I'm trying to put myself in their shoes. Um, Of course, I can't because I I don't know everything about that culture, but Mm. the the whole culture around you is saturated (laughs) with with all kinds of sexual sin and, and, um, uh, as Randy said, um, you know, other gods and and um, and that's their life, and so to go a completely different way, um, and and to try to, um, I mean, I mean, I'm like I said, I'm trying to put myself in their in their um, their shoes, and thinking about the fact that, um, um, you know, who wants to to change their lives totally? This is our culture. This is how way we've lived. This is the way we've grown up. Um, in some cases, this is our livelihood. Um, and so it's easy to just bend the rules, just to, as you said, maybe just cross the line. Um, and when I look at our culture today, that haughtiness, that um, um, the attitudes that people have in terms of which side of the fence they're on is just amazing. Um, and, yeah. and I think that's probably one of the, the hardest things about what's going on today in our society. Um, is the attitude people have, not the disagreements, but um, um, the the ways in which people say, you know, we're so much better than you because we agree, we believe this. Yeah, it's a, I mean, it's a weird word to use, but they're very cavalier, yeah, you know, about yeah. it. Like there's a there's a dismissiveness mm-hmm. about somebody's, um, you know, bristling at at their response to that, mm-hmm. you know, there's like a, well, whatever, you mm-hmm. know, like right. this is, I can say this, I can do this. And that's well within the bounds of acceptability. And that's the kind of thing that, you know, Paul begins his address with the Corinthian church in is that kind of attitude um, is not going to get you very far, right? you know, right. In, in life. And, 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 and I love the scripture that Randy read in terms of, um, you know, hey, folks, you're not going to be faced with something, a temptation that is so great that God can't help you get through that. Right. Our culture has twisted that a little bit and said um, um, that God will never uh, give you a situation in, that is too much for you. I think that that is, I don't think that that directly translates from what the scripture mm-hmm. says. And and let me push that a little further. Say, make Go that ahead. distinction because uh, you're you kind of, you're, I think you're making a distinction between temptation and yes. situations, right? Yes. So yeah, yeah, expound upon that a yeah. little bit more. So yeah. um, I was just reading, my hometown is Pena, mm-hmm. and uh, I was just reading um, something that um, uh, an, another parishioner put on Facebook last night about an article from Pena, and um, uh, there, uh, the firefighters there have uh, recently had a lot of tragedy, um, and uh Lost a three and a half year old, I think, and a child, along with a, a, an infant in a house fire, and an, an older man, and then five elderly people in a, in a From car the accident. First Methodist Church of Pena. Yeah, First United Methodist Church of Pena, with our friend Amanda Richards as a pastor there, and um, you know they're handling it, 
But I'm thinking of those kinds of situations. Um, God did not give, now this is a whole different realm, but God did not give them those situations. Um, and, um, um, you know, there are people that face those kinds of situations and can't handle it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't mean that they're not faithful. Doesn't mean right. that um, that God hasn't given them the tools. It's just that the circumstances uh, in their lives are so vast. Right. Um, now that's an interesting yeah. distinction to make mm-hmm. uh, because I think you hear a lot of folks use the language. Um, There's a reason for this. Is oh. that similar? Is yeah, that different? I mean, I try to give people a little wiggle room in that statement, but that statement seems very similar. You know, God gave this to you or that yeah, kind of language yeah. for a reason. There's yeah. always this, this happened for a reason. Folks, please don't use that. Yeah, I think, <laughs> well, it's, it's um, yeah, it seems to lead back, I think, to this kind of, mm-hmm. of uh, God is responsible for right. this. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Um, and. And many people, not many, many, well, yeah, many people walk away from their faith when all of that hits them and they say, where is God now? Um, others come closer to God and, and mm-hmm. hold on to him tight and say, I can't get through this without you. Um, I had someone say, I was out somewhere last week and, and uh, we were just chatting and they asked me how I met Randy and I was going through that story and, mm-hmm. and uh, Randy um, came, we got together because when my son died, Randy came to the church I was serving as a superintendent and helped my church. And um, as we were talking about that, this woman came really, it came to her lips and then she stopped when she said that um, there was a reason for my son's death. You know, like that he brought Randy and I together, right. but I, but she stopped. But we yeah. do have a tendency, and I don't know if it's to make ourselves feel better, better, or whether it's that piece of scripture that we have um, misinterpreted, in my mind, misinterpreted, because that's talking about temptation, mm-hmm. not life circumstances. Or, or yeah, or not even the cause of every single event that happens right. in the life of the world. Right. And I think that's... A very good distinction to make. Right. I think that discussion of what does God's sovereignty mean mm-hmm. in the lives of people mm-hmm. um, is a question that continues. I think to not to haunt us in a bad way, but I think it's a it's a ghost in the room that that has to be acknowledged mm-hmm. and wrestled with. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like Jacob, did, right? You know, I mean, in right. terms of wrestling with God, right. but. Um, but yeah, it's not that easy, and I think a you know a kind of a a, a God who um, causes every single thing mm-hmm. um, fits in nicely to I think some people's kind of you know mechanistic understanding of the universe of prayer. You know, it's like if I just ask right, then this will happen. If I don't ask right, this won't happen. Fits easily into that, but it's not that simple. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that unmysterious. Mm-hmm. Um, and certainly, I think Paul's trying to make that distinction as you are as well mm-hmm. that that uh, temptation in the moment is not the same as the moment. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. And and the temptation piece um, was one of those two, Randy, for me that I learned early in my life. I, I 
I don't know where I heard that scripture. I mean, I grew mm-hmm. up in the church, so who knows. But um, during my teenage years, <clears throat> when those things come about, I would remind myself of that, that, um, you know, God didn't give me that temptation. Um, I put myself in that situation sometimes. Sure. Um, um, on uh, Well, I won't go into those situations. I don't need to have confession here. <laughs> but um, I would think, yeah, I, I, I don't have to succumb to this. Um, God is going to give me the strength to, and, and the resources or whatever, to get out of this, to, to say no. Um, and the right. strength to say no. Right. This is not a future that is already written for me. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, and as you were talking about <clears throat> First Corinthians, um, I I thought that you said initially First Corinthians thirteen, and that's what I th- that's what I said too. So that yeah, yeah, the, yeah. we're referencing an earlier conversation. So yeah, don't worry yeah. about it. But. So, but then that reminded me <laughs> yeah. of First Corinthians thirteen, which is often <laughs> right. often used yeah. at weddings. Mm-hmm. Um. And wasn't at all written for that. Um, wasn't written for a, a man and a wife. Um, I mean, it works, but um, it, you know, I mean, you know, be nice to each other, folks. Um, but but I hadn't thought of it before in this way. In that, when we are um, uh, responding to each other, as Paul talks about in First Corinthians thirteen, we do have a heart for God. Mm-hmm. We are reflecting God's heart. And, um, and, and, you know, I've always thought of it in, in terms of, of our, willing, um, our willing ourselves to be kind and gentle, and, um, but it, it goes deeper than that. Well, it, yeah, it's, it's, it has to start with desire. Yeah. And maybe it goes even deeper to that, um, uh, to um, what presence of God is in us that would even make us desire us to have a heart after him. Um, one of the things I really didn't want to do, and I, th- I think I managed to, to, to miss this, was to be on people's case, because this is, this is hard stuff. Uh, I told my licensing class, there are 16 preachers, I, a lot of them are Facebooking me now with their stuff, and I'm thinking, I told them, I said, folks, this is hard stuff. Don't ever, don't ever believe it's not. Some of this stuff is just hard to do. Uh, and it's hard to grow a heart. It's hard to grow and change some of the things that we've been taught since we were children. Yeah. Uh, I don't think God meant it to be this hard, uh, but it, sometimes it is hard stuff. This this transition, this, this um, oh, what am I, um, the word has escaped me, uh, that's in the scripture where it talks about uh, transformation of our heart. Sometimes that's hard, not always, but sometimes that's hard stuff, especially if culturally we've been trained that way for 30 years or 40 years or 50 years, and then to come and, and say, you know, uh, in Deuteronomy, I, I acknowledge God. You know? Right, and I think it goes back to something that you, that you said. It goes beyond uh, desire. It's about how is that desire even cultivated, and it's already there. I think that's the thing that people often miss a lot, especially in, you know, uh, cultures that are very um, success-oriented or uh, very, um, you know, they, they hold on tightly for things. They want to, they want to use merit to get things. And uh, to come to the, the realization, the acknowledgement that um, God has already started this in you, God's already started this in the world, this is here already, 
it's in you already. This is the image of God that's working in every single we were human, created in the every image single of God. human being who's been here. This is the prevenient grace, you know, the theological term that we would use to talk about that. That is already moving in you, and when you recognize that, then these things begin to happen. So it's not even really, you know, there there is work uh, certainly to overcome maybe misconceptions of that, um, but. But people just need to chill out for a second and go, <laughs> you know, this is already here. Mm-hmm. There is a there is a sense where your work, your merit, your um, forcing of the issue is going to get you only so far. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's a that's that's tough. That's stuff. just there. Yeah. you know, yeah. it's just there. And it, I think it's different for different people. You know, some people are just. Uh, you know that's why where I think things like, um, you know, the old the old timey seven deadly sins. Um, mm-hmm. We all have ways that we we tend to kind of pull away from that experience, and so for some people that is sloth or that is laziness in a sense, and so they need to reengage that. But for some people that's greed. For some people that is, you know, the taking on of pride. That's I can do this. You know that kind of stuff. But but underneath all of that, you know. Um, God is still there first. He's mm-hmm. still the the first actor in the in the sentence, and um, I think that's good to remember. And mm-hmm. in, in all of these kinds of discussions, that um, we have to begin there, mm-hmm. and and that's hard. I think it in twenty first century America, mm-hmm. I think it's hard in all of Christian history. That's been the oh, look constant at the Corinthian church. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's been the constant uh, struggle um, with humanity since the very beginning, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's okay. Yeah. We can go back into original sin in terms of, of that discussion, you know, but... Um, but it, let's not. But let's not. Because <laughs> it's, it's already 18 minutes in, and then but we it were, requires at least 30, right? Off that's the right. That's right. We'll come back to that one, folks. Um, but I'm, I'm looking at, at 1 Corinthians 13 right now, and and um, um, let me... It, it's talking... He's talking about... And now there's a different context here, and... It, I, I don't want to go there right now, but but it does it does reflect. He's talking about the body of Christ and and um, um, the problem that that um, they were all having with their competitions over gifts and stuff. And and uh, he says, love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others. It's not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Um, And yeah, that's a great one to do at weddings because, you know, um, that's how we should all respond to each other. Um, But it's really about um, where our heart is. And um, when we allow God to be at the center. Now, it doesn't always, you know, it's not always easy to allow that um, allow that to come out rather than our selfish ambitions. But um, that's kind of a, um, you know, we have, we have physicals to see how our body's doing. This is kind of a good, I call it a spiritual, a spiritual physical, um, to look at this and go... <laughs> That's kind of a made-up word. A friend and I made this up when I was doing a sermon series several churches ago. Sounds like a weird gum name or something. (laughs) Spiritical. I like it. Mm -hmm. It's a spiritual physical. Uh, Keep saying it. (laughs) I know. I know. I know. Um, um, 
And, but this is a good one to look at and say, how am I doing? Not how am is my, um, not how am I achieving, but where am I with God? How how is my relationship with Jesus Christ being reflected? Yeah, it's not out of a works perspective. No, that's what I'm trying to say. But it yeah. comes from a from a desire in your heart that uh, uh, you want to be the best. Uh, you want to be as open to God as you can be. You want to be as surrendered as you can be. You want to be as as pliable as you can be to honor Him. Right. To be the best witness, to be the best servant that you can be for Him. Um, and uh, uh, when that kind of a heart begins to kick in, and, and that develops over the years. I, I don't know that instantaneously happens. It didn't for me anyway. It developed over the years that uh, it really became important to me to to be pleasing to God. That's um, part of Christian maturity, isn't uh, it? Yeah. And so uh, people are different places along this journey of, of developing their heart or shaping their heart. Um, one of the again, one of the things that I use is the scripture. The scriptures you were just referring to, mm-hmm. uh, Psalms uh, is another wonderful place to go. Uh, Proverbs is a good place to go, and uh, I I often just sit and read the Word and then reflect back on what it's saying, because we spend so much time asking God, and some of those are really good askings. When we're asking for folks to be healed, when we're asking for grace or them to come to Christ. But, but there's sometimes we just ask for ourselves. I want this stuff. I'll never forget. I had a friend in college that I loved, and, and he added a great deal of depth to my spiritual life. But his prayer was for a lime green Volvo, <laughs> and he was praying specifically for that. And I just never got a witness on that. Um, <laughs> it I think reminds me of the vending machine prayers we yeah, um, talked about. I, I think we're much, we're, it's much more healthy for us to sit and read the Scriptures Psalm 51 is a great one, or here in the Psalms, or um, wherever it is. Uh, I love Colossians uh, chapter 3 as a place to read. God, give me a heart of compassion today. Mm-hmm. Tender my heart so I'll, I'll have eyes that can. I've always been fascinated how Jesus could look at the woman who was about to be stoned. And, and uh, I have a friend who sang a song from her perspective, and she looked up, and, and, and the song says, He felt my pain. And I, I've always prayed to have a heart that could, that could do that, mm-hmm. that could love people where they were and yet be able to on, be honest with them and say, mm-hmm. you know, sis, you need, to, you need to change some of the things you're doing here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, my, um, uh, I don't know if it's a philosophy or, or a theology or just my beliefs on the world is that um, if we could just sit down and talk with people and find out really who they are. Now, Jesus could just look at her and know, but find out um, not just what they were doing, but where that came from. That there'd be a whole lot more compassion in the world. Um, yeah, well, and I think, and I think, as Christians, we um, we we have a, a foundational belief that already assumes that they are made in God's image. Absolutely, that they that is already they are already on that mm-hmm. path to a certain mm-hmm. extent, and so while that unfolds in a conversation, our position to even begin is the one that Jesus had with that woman mm-hmm. caught in adultery mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is to say, well, no one's condemned you. Right. I don't either. Right. You know, right. And then there's more to the story, but that's the beginning. And that's right. what we often 
miss. And I like I think. that, that that's the beginning. Yeah, that's the beginning. And I think that's what we often miss is we go, well, if, if we just had this or that, or if I had the time to do that or this mm-hmm. or the other thing, I'm like, it's already, it's already there. Mm-hmm. Like this mm-hmm. is, it's your, it's the, it's the way you stand in this, this initial meeting mm-hmm. with people. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily what happens from there. I mean, what happens from there is very important, but it, it takes the wrong direction right away if you don't walk in mm-hmm. with that all that assumption already. Right. You know. Right. And uh, that's that's something that I think that's very missing mm-hmm. today. Oh, I think in, so in too. a lot of the church, but but also in in the world yeah. as well. Yeah. 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 That's too bad. It is. It is. <laughs> and and I find myself a lot um, um, kind of coming to people's defense uh, when someone maybe not in their presence, but when someone talks about someone else and and I'll say you don't know their background you don't know what they're going through um even when um I I tease Randy when when someone cuts him off in traffic and and he might get a little annoyed I'll say yeah now if you're not confessing you don't need to come make my confession <laughs> no 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 I <laughs> You'll get your turn here in a second. Yeah, that's so. right. Yeah, go back to you can you can do me, um, but but I always I always say you know maybe they have an emergency and this is why because I've had times when I've had to rush a child to the hospital, and um, I have flown past people and and um, I, I always go back to those times when I uh, had a child in the car who could hardly breathe and I was rushing him to the hospital. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, when Krista was uh, running uh, running a bakery and doing a lot of weddings, you know, we always just wanted to get a sign for the back of the car that said, "There, there's a wedding cake in here. Just relax." <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, it's like there could be. That's right. That's there right. could always be a wedding cake in the there car. Could just always relax. Be a wedding cake. That's right. <laughs> just relax. It's fine. Yeah. Um, well, I imagine we're just about out of time, but I wanted to pick up the uh, the uh, comment of that uh, DJ from Cirrus Radio that would oh, say, yeah. just be kind to somebody today and start your day that way. Mm-hmm. Very true. All right. Well, we, uh, we appreciate you listening today. We'd love to keep the discussion going with you. If you have questions or comments uh, to add to the discussion, you can do that by following the link in the app, or if you're listening on Facebook or Twitter or anything like that, you can follow uh, links and uh, comment uh, as you as you see fit. We'd love to, to speak with you about that. Um, we'll be back next week uh, with a deeper dive into, I believe, the book of Romans in yep. some, some form or fashion. Chapter 9, that's what it is. So until then, grace and peace.